Welcome to Art Life Conversations, where we talk about all things art life, from the struggles and the wins along the way, to making art, learning, and art history, to talks on business, career, and selling art. No matter where you are on your art journey, here you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and motivation as Kelly shares the real life of a working artist. And now, your host, Kelly Folsom. Hello, amazing artists. It's Kelly Folsom here. And today in the Art Life Conversations podcast, we're going to be talking about how to start the new year strong. So I have 20 questions, 20 journal questions. You might want to, um, you know, pause this and go grab a pen and paper and jot down these questions. You're not going to be able to answer them all here in real time. Um, but definitely take time to answer them on your own and really sit with these things. And, you know, one thing, <clears throat> one thing for me that has been so powerful for me ever since I decided to enroll in art school, it's, it's interesting that I never found a reason to journal or to set goals until I decided to become an artist. How weird is that? But when I was 28 years old and I enrolled in art school for the first time, and I also um, basically I ended up getting divorced in the first semester of art school. Um, it really, you know, I was on my own. I was really on my own at that time. And it became very clear to me that, you know, I needed to be more um, in tune, right? Like I needed to be able to set goals and be able to manage, you know, my routine, manage my day-to-day -day behaviors and habits. And so I've been doing this since 2007. And obviously I've gotten better at it over time. I've, I've learned, you know, and I do think that this is a skill set that you um, do need to learn. It's often not a skill set that's taught to us in school, you know, uh, a lot of times, unless you're raised by a parent that does this themselves, you're not really taught how to do this as a child. And it is just such a powerful process. Okay. So I recommend, of course, it, you know, what would happen if you were to do something like this once a month or even once a week, you know, maybe not quite as in depth, but, you know, just keeping track of like where you're at and setting goals for yourself and then seeing like, where am I at on my progress? You know, for me, I track that every single day. Um, and just so that I'm aware of like, you know, where I'm at, how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, what kind of progress I'm making um, and how I'm taking care of myself. So let's dive into these um, 20 questions. So the very first question, um, the way that this process works is first you look back, right? And then you look at, you look backwards and then you look at what you want moving forward in your future. So first, it's always a good idea to really look at the past year, the previous year, and um, look at what happened. You know, some, and if you can't remember everything, sometimes for me, what really helps me is either going through the photos on my phone, maybe going through my past journal, kind of flipping through that, 
Or um, the best thing for me, because I do keep a calendar, is I'll go back through from January to December and kind of flip through month by month and see like what, what I was doing that month and what happened, right? So sometimes it's hard to think that far back a year. And, um, you know, I think it's important to try to remember things as object of as objectively as we can. All right. So the first question is looking back over the last year, what has been one of the hardest lessons um, or experiences that you went through? So it's like, oh, eek, I don't know if I want to look at that, right? But it's such a great question. So I invite you to really sit with that and really think about that. Like what was one of maybe the hardest experiences you went through or one of the toughest lessons that you had to learn last year? Okay, question number two is really to look at like how was that experience or lesson actually a gift, right? So how did this experience help you grow as a person? How are you different uh, now because of it? Did you allow it to let you grow, right? So even that question in and of itself is designed to help you to find the blessing in that experience. And I fully believe that if we can't find the blessing and the gift in that experience, then we haven't really fully dealt with it, right? We are maybe still blaming or shaming, and there's really no way that we can move forward in a clean, clear, poised way if we can't release that. And I do think that finding something positive about it is one way to uh, be able to release that. Okay. So just looking at why was this lesson so important for you to learn? And the other thing I would say is like, is there anything about that or anyone that I need to let go of that I need to forgive? And, you know, there's one person in my life that I have needed to forgive over and over and over again, and that has been myself. But it might be somebody else as well, you know, so the most powerful thing that we can do to dissolve a situation is by forgiveness, finding forgiveness. And it doesn't mean that, you know, what happened was right or what they did was right. You know, it doesn't mean that you're accepting it or allowing for it, but it does mean that you yourself are not going to carry that resentment and that unforgiveness anymore. Okay. Next question is, what one thing did you do last year that really set you up for a successful future, a positive, fulfilled, purposeful future? What one thing did you do last year that really helped set you up for the long term, right? For your highest good. And if you can't come up with something, you know, it might be something for you to look at moving forward. Okay, so the next question is, what didn't turn out as you had planned last year? Like what kind of was an unexpected turn of events or an unexpected surprise. And the next follow-up question to that is, what do you know now about this situation? You know, as they say, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> but these are my journal questions that I use at the end of every year. And it really helps me gain clarity on my past year experience to be able to release it, to let things go, 
Um, and so I'm, this is, I'm sharing my personal journal questions with you. The next question is what experience gave me the most joy, right? The most joy, the most happiness, the most fulfillment last year. And why, why was that? You know, a lot of times these are the things that, um, these are the things that really nurture us, that really serve us in our lives. They're not always the things that are on the to-do list, right? Um, there's a great quote by Stephen Covey that one of my um, art students reminded me of, my mentees reminded me of, and it was something about, you know, it's important not just to prioritize your to-do list, but to get your priorities in your to-do list. I'm paraphrasing because I can't <laughs> remember the exact quote. But it was such a powerful statement to me uh, because so often, you know, we kind of get just on that routine, that day to day grind or just day to day life. And maybe we don't think ahead to, yeah, what could I do this year that would really bring me joy and fulfillment in my life? OK, so what gave you the most uh, purpose and fulfillment last year? And why? You know, so those two things are a little bit different. I think joy, joy, adventure, um, excitement, it's different. It's a different kind of experience um, sometimes than the things that really um, bring you purpose and fulfillment and give you a sense of contribution uh, and self-actualization in this life. So they're not always the same thing, although we feel joyful uh, because we are, you know, accomplishing those things that are self-actualizing us and giving us purpose. So the next question is, what was the most um, adventurous thing that you did last year? And again, you know, some of these questions might be hard to answer. Maybe you, maybe you found yourself not really embracing adventure much or trying new things, you know, or, or getting out of your comfort zone, right? So is that something that you want this year? Okay, question number 11 is, what's been one thing that you chose to do that fed your soul and filled up your inspiration take? And, you know, some of these um, questions might have similar answers and some might be very different just because of the way that they're worded. So just see what comes to you. Okay, question number 12 is, I am proud that I have become the kind of person that fill in the blank. This is more of a fill in the blank than a question. <laughs> you know, if we are the kind of people that are always evolving and growing and seeking to evolve and grow, then, you know, who we are, we're, we're always becoming like a new version of ourselves, um, a self-actualized version of ourselves. And, you know, according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that is the highest level need for a human being is to feel that they have really reached their highest, fullest potential. And that's not always easy to do, right? The, the scripture verse, uh, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> the flesh is sometimes weak. Yeah. Okay. Question. Um, let's see. What question are we on? Number 13. What's been the biggest stumbling block to you in becoming that person? Like, what have you had to deal with? What have you had to face down? You know, have you had to deal with your inner critic? Have you had to deal with um, avoidance, procrastination? Um, have you had to deal with your fear of um, 
you know, putting yourself out there, maybe putting your work out there. Uh, maybe you've had to, uh, the stumbling block that you've had to face and, and deal with, maybe it's been, you know, well, I'm really introverted and it's hard for me to get out, right? And um, really, you know, network with other artists or put myself in an environment that would support me artistically. Maybe you are somebody that has a fear of letting go of money and of investing in yourself, right? And you've had to deal with that and learn how to, you know, release and trust that, you know, there's more than enough and that you have infinite supply. Okay, so the next question is, uh, number 14, as you move into this new year, what area of your life do you want to grow more in? So now we're starting to look towards the future. So the questions that you answer about the past, your past year should inform you know, yeah, okay, I really do want to do this thing, or I really do want to grow more in this area. Okay, so the next question is, what actions are you committed to in order to grow in this area? So it's super easy to dream, it's super easy to reflect, and a lot of people don't even do those things, right? But those are the easier things where the rubber starts to meet the road, as they say, is, you know, those actions. How am I actually going to show up and work on this area in my life? So what actions are you committing to in order to grow more in that area? Um, the other thing that I like to ask, question number 16, is what what is my theme for this year? You know, and I like to try to come up with one word or a phrase that describes my theme. And sometimes you can, um, you know, get to that in terms of thinking about how you want to feel throughout the year. How do you want to feel? What kind of person do you want to become? How do you want to show up? Um, and so I just find that having a theme is really important for me. And then whenever I have that theme or that one word, I'll just have it like everywhere on my screensaver, on my post-it notes, you know, and I'll just keep reminding myself of that theme for the year. Um, okay, next question, number 17 is, what are your top three things that if you made progress this year on would really leave you feeling satisfied and happy with your results? So sometimes I feel like maybe we have so many options that it is hard to narrow down and really get a clear vision. There's another great Stephen Covey quote, which is something like, if you have too many top priorities, then, then nothing is essentially a top priority, right? So I find that clarity of vision is the most important thing um, in order for us to really you know, be focused and accomplish the things that we decide we want to accomplish. You know, so what are the top three things that if you uh, accomplished or made progress towards, I like the word progress, <laughs> right? Because sometimes we'll we'll maybe really get stuck on, a, a, on an outcome more than the progress that we made. Then, you know, maybe we might get stuck on, did I get an A plus on that test rather than who we were becoming in the pro process of trying to get that A plus, right? And for artists, it might be something like, you know, 
Um, maybe you want to, you know, get your work out there, show your work more professionally. Um, so I do think it's important to uh, focus on the process more than some big grand, you know, end result outcome. So if you made progress towards these three things and accomplished that, what one word would sum up how you would feel? And that's question number 18. How are you going to feel whenever you get to the end of 2024, knowing that you um, did those things that you set out to do? Things like it might make you feel powerful. It might make you feel proud. It might make you feel accomplished, confident, um, happy. Um, so just, you know, coming up with that one word and, and so that you can connect to that feeling right here and now. Okay, so question number 19 is what habits do you need to start doing or stop doing in order to serve these goals? This is really important because sometimes, sometimes yes, we need new habits in place to support that goal. And a lot of times we've already got some pre-existing habits that are actually sabotaging us, right? Pre-existing habits that might be like, negative thinking, um, maybe watching too much TV, maybe not, you know, new habits might be not exercising enough, you know, getting more exercise, drinking more water, um, getting better sleep, right? Is there, is there a bad habit that's preventing you from getting enough sleep and that's impacting your energy throughout the day? So you want to look at both habits that you need to start doing and also habits that you want to stop doing in order to um, have your best chance of success in reaching those goals. Okay, last final question. And I think this one is so important. How are you going to keep yourself motivated and accountable to these goals, right? How can you keep yourself motivated and accountable daily? I mean, daily, how are you going to track your results how are you going to reward yourself for making progress towards these goals? Do you need a, an accountability partner, right? Like sometimes maybe there's like um, one thing that you could do that would really help keep you more accountable. You might need an accountability buddy. You might want to sign up for a course or a class, right? Or join a community of artists. I mean, this is one reason why I, uh, you know, run my art life school community because I know that people perform better with a tribe around them that is like-minded and pursuing like-minded goals. So just think about that. How are you going to keep yourself motivated and accountable? Because what we know um, is that most people who set, you know, New Year's goals or New Year's resolutions, that oftentimes they, they quickly, um, you know, uh, drop those goals. And, and maybe, maybe you've just given up on doing this. Maybe that's happened to you so many times that you've said, what's the use? You know, why bother? Um, you know, I've, I've set goals before and I haven't met them. And, you know, and so maybe you're feeling like you can't trust yourself or that goal setting doesn't work. I've heard some people say that goal setting doesn't work. You know, <laughs> New Year's resolutions don't work. Um, and so, but really what they're saying is like, they've never made it work for them. They haven't, um, created a system and a process 
that has made achieving those goals work for them. Um, you know, I can tell you for certain that goals definitely work and writing down your goals, you know, definitely works. Getting it in writing, reading it every day, you know, tracking your progress every day towards those goals every week. You know, that's really, really is what it takes. You know, so if you want to paint, you know, 50 paintings this year, it's keeping track of, you know, how many paintings did I paint this week? How many paintings did I paint this month? You know, um, it really takes tracking those results and staying accountable. You know, it's also why, for example, when people do challenges like 30 day challenges, They've got that accountability kind of built in, right? And they've got a community of other artists or other people who are in that challenge with them. But then what happens after the challenge? You know, how are you going to stay motivated and stay accountable after those short-term challenges end, right? So the old um, idea that new habits can be formed in 21 days is really not entirely true, Right now, like the first 21 days might be the hardest, um, especially the first, you know, I say the first like week or two weeks might be the hardest. Most people can can start a new goal and or new habit and work on it well for, say, a few days because they've got all this motivation and all this momentum. Right. Actually, not momentum. They've got all this motivation. But then, you know, it gets harder after the first few days. So if there's nothing wrong with you, it's not like, oh, I'm not a motivated person or I'm not an accountable person or I just can't do it. No, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just being human, right? It's a very challenging. It's very um, sometimes difficult to create new habits, um, to stay focused, to stay motivated and keep pursuing that thing. It is not easy to do. If it was, then everybody would be doing it all the time <laughs> because it's so beneficial to us to do it, right? Um, so being patient with ourselves, but also really seeing how can I stack the deck in my favor? How can I ensure that I'm going to set myself up for the most success, chance of success? You know, and the other thing I think, too, about this is like um, trying to let go of this all or nothing mindset, right? Like you're going to sometimes, you know, drop the ball. You're going to sometimes get unfocused and distracted from your goals. You're going to not feel motivated, right? Like um, all those things are going to happen. It's just very, very human. So it's not anything to do with you. It's not that you're not good enough to do this or smart enough or talented enough or capable enough. It's none of those things. All of those thoughts are just lies and they don't serve you, right? So, but you do want to make sure that you, first of all, just accept that that's gonna be part of your challenge, that you're gonna face those difficulties and you might face them right away and you might face them six months from now. <laughs> you might, what the other thing that's interesting sometimes is like we might build up a ton of momentum and stay accountable for two months, three months, four months. And then maybe something happens in our life and we we drop the ball. Right. Um, so it's a matter of like, are you going to stay down or are you going to pick yourself back up? And who are you going to reach out to to help you pick yourself back up? That's the other thing, because all of us are in this together and we all need one another 
to, you know, perform at our best to reach that fullest potential as artists. Okay, so I can't stress enough the accountability piece and the community piece and how important that is. Okay, my friends, I hope that um, you enjoyed these questions. I hope that they are valuable to you. Again, um, since I am kicking off the podcast, again, this year new, I want to hear from you. I want to hear um, how can I support you on your art life journey? What are the things that you find challenging or that you're struggling with um, or maybe have questions around or confusion around? Please uh, comment below or shoot me an email at info at artlifewithkelly with an I dot com and let me know. All right. I love, love, love hearing from you. Um, and it helps me to to support you in a in a better way. All right. Happy creating, everybody. And bye for now.